Hey, what's happening, folks? Dean Kulawiri here, your host, and uh, just wanted to put up this week's recording of my weekly live stream. So if you folks want to tune in live every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I go live on my Facebook page as well as my LinkedIn uh, personal profile. So I have the links for those on my website. So the link to my personal website should be in the description for this pod- podcast. It's uh, www.deankulawira.com. Uh, so make sure you follow me on Facebook, on my Facebook page, as well as my LinkedIn. I'm trying to build my Facebook following. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have too many followers on there. So by all means, do make sure you follow me on Facebook. And uh, of course, you can follow me and connect with me on LinkedIn as well. But uh, this week's episode, what I spoke about on my live stream was four tips in relation to taking the right approach. Uh, at your job interviews as a job seeker a lot of job seekers reach out to me asking for advice on interviews so uh, there's definitely a lot of tactical tough stuff i can speak about and which i do speak about but this one's more more so to do with mindset and, and making a particular mindset shift so you're able to handle your interviews in the right way and, and therefore structure all those tactics and and plays and all that stuff, uh, you know, uh, based off of that. So, look, um, make sure you get, you get your notebook because I'm going to be sharing some great information on this stream. And uh, pretty sure this information will be helpful for you in your job search. All right, what's going on, everyone? Good morning, good morning. Hope everybody's doing great. Let me know in the comments. Uh, let me know in the comments if you're tuning in. I'd love to give you a shout out. Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, let me. I'm, I'm just gonna go to the live stream myself to make sure I am in business. Yes, looks like I am. So, uh, folks, let me know. Let me know if you're tuning in. Um, uh, hit like. Uh, put in the comments, uh, and I'd be happy to give you a shout out. Let me know how everybody's doing. And hope everybody's doing great. I see some likes coming in. And uh, I'm just going to give it a few minutes as well for people to start tuning in. And uh, so, look, every Wednesday I I go live. Uh, Every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I go live and I speak about job search topics that will help all of you in your job search or those of you who are actively looking for work. And uh, share my thoughts uh, coming from a recruiter, someone who's worked in the recruitment industry on the staffing agency side. And uh, share my thoughts and perspective and help all of you out in your job search. Uh, I see some comments coming in, I believe. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Yeah, Aditya. Hey, Aditya. Thanks so much for tuning in. I uh, hope you're doing great, Aditya. I hope you're keeping well and, uh, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, you know, keeping safe so far, Aditya. All good. Hope every, everything's great at your end. Ajayan, thanks so much for t- tuning in. I hope everything's good with you as well, Ajayan. And... Uh, uh, I'll just give it a few more minutes. Uh, for, well, pro- not a few more minutes. Probably uh, like a, maybe thirty seconds or so for people to start tuning in. But uh, let me know in the comments. And and by the way, um, let me know all of your job search comments. What I'm going to be speaking about today is uh, four tips in relation to your approach to your interviews. Right, as a, as a candidate, as a job seeker, whatever your field is. Uh, Gurkirat says, uh, "Hello, I have a telephonic interview with the HR in half an hour. Any tips?" Uh, so usually I answer the questions at the end, Gurkir, but absolutely, I understand you. your phone interview is in uh, half an hour. So Gurkir, real quick, uh, phone interview tips. What you want to do is make sure you're in a distraction-free environment. Make sure you have a strong network signal on your cell phone. I'm assuming you're doing the, the phone interview on your cell phone. Make sure your battery is full of juice. You have that battery going on. You're not going to worry about your battery running out uh, during the phone call. Again, distraction-free, noise-free. Uh, if you're seated at a computer... 
have your resume open in front of you, have the job description open in front of you. Uh, also make sure Gurkir, you've researched the company, you're familiar with their, you know, you don't have to go into that, but have an idea about what the company does, what their products, services, and solutions are. And other than that, uh, you know, keep in mind on the, on the phone interview, all you pretty much have is your your tone of voice, right, uh, Gurkirit? So make sure you project your voice. Make sure you convey your, your personality with your voice. Uh, because again, the visual aspect is not there. So make sure you use your tone of voice to convey your personality and who you are and express that in enthusiasm and excitement and interest in the role. So just some basic tips there, uh, Gurkirit. So hope that helps. Uh, Amir, how's it going? Thanks so much for tuning in uh, and, and great to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Priya, thanks so much for tuning in. I see uh, who else is here. Deepak tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in. So folks, I'm going to get this session started. And again, thanks so much for everyone uh, tuning in. And what I'll be speaking about today again is uh, the right uh, having the right approach and, and mindset for your interviews. Uh, now, before I get to that, two quick announcements. So announcement number one, uh, for those of you in the tech space or, or with interest in the technology space or information technology, Every Tuesday, I release a new episode of my, my weekly series, Tech Talk Through the Tech Recruiter. So last, uh, so uh, sorry, not last week, but yesterday I released uh, this week's episode and it is, uh, it's with an expert in the data analytics space. I interviewed Sajid Patan, uh, who I've been in touch with for a few years and I've, and uh, he's the he's the founder of a great analytics group called the, the Canadian Analytics Collaborative. Uh, so those of you with an interest in data analytics, Check out my interview with Sajid. Uh, I released it yesterday. You should see it on my, my LinkedIn profile. We're talking about data analytics, uh, the importance of being data-driven, why organizations need to be data-driven, uh, the roadmap for, for getting good at data analytics. So great conversation. Make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Announcement number two, uh, make sure you tune in and uh, tune into uh, my profile tomorrow, Thursday, what is it, June 4th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time zone. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be going live with uh, my new friend Diana uh, YK Chan. She is a job search coach, a, a career coaching expert, a former recruiter at Google, and um, also has in the past recruited for staffing agencies as well. So uh, we're gonna have a conversation tomorrow. Again, tomorrow, Thursday, June 4th at 2:30 p.m. Eastern Time Zone here in Toronto. So uh, make sure you mark your calendars, guys, because LinkedIn doesn't always provide the notifications, right? So I want to make sure all of you tune into that conversation. I'm going to be asking her pretty much anything and everything job search related. We're going to be talking about job search tips and advice, adjusting uh, in the, in this current environment in co with COVID-19. We're going to be talking interview tips. We're going to be talking uh, how to stand out for, with uh, you know when when you're when you're uh, you know applying for roles for companies such as Google, where she was working at. Highly competitive, right? Highly competitive environment. Like, how do you separate yourself from hundreds, maybe thousands of other candidates that are trying to get into this uh, a popular organization? Doesn't have to be Google. Could be an, another large size organization that you guys might be applying for. So I'm going to be asking her, hey, Diana, like, how do you, how do candidates stand out in such an environment? Uh, so make sure, guys, it's going to be a very interesting discussion. Make sure you tune in again tomorrow, Thursday, June 4th, 2.30 p.m., Mark your calendars because, again, LinkedIn does not always provide the notification. So mark your calendar 2.30 p.m. If you don't get the notification, 2.30 p.m. sharp tomorrow, just go to my profile. And if you go to the activity section, it should say, hey, Dean is live and, and whatever. So then make sure you you tune in and, and you know, uh, Diana is going to answer all your job search uh, related questions. And uh, uh, it's going to be a great conversation. So make sure you tune in. We're going to be starting 2.30 p.m. sharp, folks. So make sure you uh, you tune in that time. So without further ado, uh, today's topic, 
Uh, and I do see some comments here. Uh, Gurkirit says, awesome. Thank you so much. No worries, Gurkirit. All the best on your phone interview. I hope you ace it and, and uh, just impress the heck out of the people. Uh, uh, Nikhil, hey, Nikhil, how's it going? I uh, hope you're doing well. Approach is everything. Absolutely. Nikhil says the approach is everything for your interviews. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, again, folks, any any job search questions you have, any interview questions, because we're talking about interviews today, put it in the comments. I'd be happy to answer them. But let's get right into the meat of it. So what I'm going to be speaking, what I wanted to speak about today and what inspired today's uh, particular topic is like what I'm finding is a lot of job seekers. A lot of you are reaching out to me and, and saying, hey, Dean, how do I answer this? What do I say if the interviewer asks me this question? How do I respond if they say this? How do I respond if I say that? Now, certainly, folks, um, there you definitely want to be practicing how you're responding to certain common interview questions you're getting, right? Now, that being said, before we even get to how to respond to something, I want all of you to have the right mindset and approaching your interviews. So I'm going to be speaking about four tips, right? Now, tip number one, and I've written these, written it down in my notes here. And by the way, you want to be taking notes. If this is if you're actively on the market, if you're interviewing, you want to be taking notes today. So make sure you have your notepad and, and your whatever note taking app you have. So tip number one is... Tip number one, and, and those of you in IT who are in IT and, and might be business analysts or project managers or, or developers, you totally understand where I'm coming from with tip number one. And tip number one is I want you to think of the interview as, as, as more like a discovery conversation. Like you're trying to discover what the actual project is, what the problem is, and, and, and what the client is looking to solve, right? And a lot of you are not doing this because you're thinking of the interview as an interview, and which is which is obviously, you know, is the case. But you need to take more of a um, the mindset that, okay, you're going in for a discovery session. You're trying to discover what the client's needs are. The client, in this case, being the interviewer, the organization, the place where you want to work. So consider it, start thinking of it like a discovery conversation, folks. And again, for those of my friends in, in project management, in, uh, in, in who's a, who's a, who are business analysts, uh, in IT, you know, program management, even even the developers actually, the, you know, software developers, you you go through these discovery meetings where you're meeting with the client and you're trying to discover uh, what the needs are, what the requirements are, what what exactly they're looking to accomplish. This is the approach, folks. You need to be taking, and and so I want you to start thinking of your interviews. Don't think of them as interviews. Think of them as discovery conversations, and it's just like what you're doing in your in your regular work. Uh, and then whatever your role is, actually, for the most part, you probably do do come across this at some point where you're you're having this discovery conversation in terms of understanding what the client's needs are. What are they trying to accomplish? What is their budget? Uh, what problem are they looking to solve? What's the timeline? You, 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 you have that conversation trying to discover and understand these things before you provide your solution. Right. And the same thing applies to your interviews, folks. Uh, Priyanka, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate that. Uh, Druti, thanks so much for tuning in. Appreciate that. Uh, folks, put it in the comments. Let me know any of your job search questions. But that's tips, tip number one, folks. Treat the interview as a, as a job seeker, as a candidate. Treat your interviews like it's a discovery conversation. That's, that's the mindset I want you to have. You're going in to have a conversation with the client, the client being the interviewer or the, or the organization looking to hire someone. And go in with that attitude that you're looking to discover what what the, the the who, what, when, where, why is in relation to this position that you're interviewing for. So that's tip number one, uh, which brings me to tip number two. You want to, folks, you and please write this down because this is extremely important in terms of your mindset. You need to take an investigative approach at your interviews, right? And now the, the metaphor I like to use and, and what I've been using so far is I always tell, tell people, you know, don't treat the interview like an interview, treat it, treat it like a sales presentation as a sales meeting. 
Uh, and that's the that's the metaphor I've all, always gone by. Now, now that being said, I realized that most of you might not have worked in sales, so you might not understand how that process might look like. So the other example I can think of is: look, think of yourself as as a as a detective or a private investigator. You're investigating a crime scene. What are you going to be doing? You're going to be asking questions. You're going to be uh, interviewing people. You're going to be probing, investigating, figuring out: okay, what's the motive? Uh, what happened? Uh, what what's the evidence that, that's around the scene? That's more so the uh, the mindset you need. And hey, I see uh, Diana, who's gonna be my guest uh, tuning, uh, my guest on my show tomorrow, two thirty p.m. Uh, Diana says, "Hey, Dean, having a winning mindset is key when going for interviews." Absolutely. And uh, folks, again, Diana will be my guest tomorrow, two thirty p.m. Do not miss it tomorrow, two thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern time zone, uh, which is June fourth tomorrow. She's gonna be my guest. We're gonna be talking about job search. We're gonna be talking about her time working in recruitment again at, at Google as well as staffing agencies. She's going to be providing advice on how to stand out to recruiters. Uh, we're going to be talking about building confidence. We're going to be talking about networking, how to network eff uh, effectively. So everybody say hi to Diana. She's in the comments right now. And uh, make sure you connect with her. Make sure you follow with her. Uh, she puts a lot of content that uh, I can definitely uh, that I definitely agree with. Uh, and again, we come from similar backgrounds, but uh, Diana also has that experience working in corporate recruitment. Um, so make sure you follow her folks make sure you connect with her super approachable super friendly uh diana i'm really looking forward to our conversation uh, so it's in the comments right there and again folks make sure you you put in your calendars myself and diana we're going live tomorrow 2 30 p.m eastern time zone diana thanks so much for tuning in and saying hi to everyone everyone make sure you connect with diana and uh looking forward to that so again going back to the tip folks what i was speaking about and tip number two is again you need to take that investigative approach uh, in your interviews and think of yourself and the example I was giving is look think of yourself like a private investigator as a detective You're investigating a time a crime scene. What are you gonna do? You're not gonna go to the crime scene and right away say yeah, you know what? This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened. This is what happened and uh, You know, uh, so-and-so is guilty like that's not what's gonna happen. You're gonna go in you're gonna be asking questions You're gonna be interviewing people you're gonna be finding out uh, like different motives of all the people in and you know what? Let me give you an even better more relatable um, um, example Visiting a doctor. What happens when you visit the doctor? So you need to think of yourself as a doctor in uh, diagnosing a patient. Patient. Now, when you and I, when we go to the doctor, what happens there? Right. The doctor does not say, "Hey, Dean, welcome. You know, have a seat." All right, Dean. So you know, uh, uh, this is what this is. You know, I've been a doctor for ten years, fifteen years. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I've studied at so and so school. I, I've diagnosed, uh, uh, you know, coughs and flus and, and this and that. Uh, from the looks of it, it looks like you have, uh, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm going to prescribe you this medication. That's not how it works, folks. And a lot of you are taking this approach of your interviews. You're just kind of blurting out your, your experience and all that, which is still important, which is still good. But think about what the doctor does. The doctor does not start just blurting out and stuff like that. He definitely, he or she definitely speaks about themselves and, and what they do and their experience and all that. Maybe that does come into play. But uh, what the doctor does do, hey, Arjun, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate the, the comment. Arjun's, Arjun uh, is a, another great person to follow, folks. Um, uh, Arjun says, these lives are life-changing life to many individuals, Dean. I love your consistency. Hey, I, I really appreciate that, Arjun. I really appreciate the acknowledgement. And thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, but going back to what I was saying, uh, uh, folks, you need to think of it like this. So what does the doctor really do when you, when you come in, when you visit the doctor? What do they do? They sit you down. Uh, make sure you're comfortable all that what what they do do they do, do next they try to understand your situation they try to understand and diagnose what the problem is like what's happening they're going to be uh, if i go to the doctor they're like okay dean so you know what's the what's the problem here uh well doctor you know i'm, I'm feeling a little you know sore throat over here 
Okay, now how long has it been happening, Dean? How long has that been happening? Well, you know, it's been for about a week or so. Okay, did you uh, did you eat something? Did you drink something? Uh, did you go? Did you were you exposed to something cold, or or were you were, were you in uh, like were you in front of someone or interacting with someone who had a cold or a cough? Like the doctor is going to be asking these questions, folks. Now, the question you need to ask yourself is: Are you doing the same thing at your interviews? No, I'm not saying you want to get right into asking a whole bunch of questions right away. That's not my point. But I want you to remember this analogy. You are at the interview as a job seeker. You are metaphorically, you are the doctor diagnosing a patient. That's what you're doing. That's the approach you need to take. You need to put more effort into uh, understanding what the problem is. Uh, why is the organization looking to hire for the position? Why are they looking to hire for the position right now? Uh, what are they, uh, you know, what's happening in the project right now? What problem are they looking to solve? What's the timeline? What are the skill sets? Why are those skill sets important? Why in particular those skill sets? What are the top three skill sets? What if, uh, you know, this skill set is available, but what if they don't have someone with that skill set? Who's the current, who are the current people uh, working on the team? Uh, why do you, why can't they do the project themselves? Why do you need an additional person on the project? Like these are all the questions over the course of the conversation, folks, you need to be asking. You need to be taking that investigative approach. Now, I totally understand most of us, most of us when you're going for interviews, sorry, excuse me. Most of us going for interviews, we're so stressed out. We're like, oh my God, you know, I need to nail this interview. I need to get this interview, right? I need, you know, if I don't get this, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to, uh, you know, put food on the table? All these things are going to be running through your mind. And I totally get that. And it's totally normal, by the way. And don't feel bad about feeling that way. But I want you to, at, while at the same time, you you don't want to suppress that. You want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, all that is, is, is definitely there. Folks, you still need to stay calm, stay logical, stay rational and understand and remember the analogy. You are the doctor. The company is the patient. You are you are there to diagnose the problem. You're there to understand what problem they're experiencing and understanding that problem, folks. That's how you prescribe the solution and show how you are the person to prescribe the solution. Right. And that's the approach you need to take. And uh, uh, Miriam, I see that you have a, a question. I will get around to the questions shortly. So folks, any questions you have, feel free to put it in the comments. I will be getting into the questions. Uh, so that's the approach you need to be taking, folks. Like you need to diagnose the problem and that's what you need to do at your interview. So, and this is why it's important to prepare your own questions so that again, and again, you do not have to wait until the end to ask your questions. It needs to flow like a back and forth, like a conversation. Maybe they say, hey, uh, hey, hey, you know, so-and-so, uh, thanks for coming in. Tell us about yourself. So then you go ahead, you tell us, tell them about yourself. Then you can open it up with a question of your own. You can say, Hey, you know, I appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, I definitely wanted to find out why are you looking to hire for this position at this time? Like, um, uh, what's kind of urgent for you for the person in this role to get done right now? You ask a question, then they answer that. Then they ask their own question. You go, it should, it should go back and forth like that. Like a conversation, folks, a lot of you are going there. You're sitting down, you're just answering a whole bunch of questions. Then you're answering all, you're asking all your questions right at the end when it might be too late now to, to further highlight why you're the perfect person for the role. So you need to take this investigative approach throughout the conversation, throughout the interview. So that's tip number uh, two. Now, tip number three, and this is, this goes back to what a lot of you are reaching out to me. You're like, Dean, the, the interviewer asked me this. How do I respond to that? The interviewer asked me that. How do I respond to that? Which is great. You definitely want to have practiced responses uh, for certain things, but Something important, folks, which which all of you need to understand and, and write down is when you're at the interview, when you're diagnosing what, what the problem is, why the company is looking to hire and all this stuff. Are you and the question you need to ask yourself is, are you listening to respond or are you listening to understand, folks? This is so key. Please write this down. 
Listen to understand. Do not listen to just respond. Listen to understand. Do not listen to just respond. When you're listening, when you're asking a question from the employer, from the interviewer, I want you to listen in order to understand. Put the focus on understanding what they're saying, not just on responding, like saying something witty or, or, or smart or intelligent. Yeah, of course, that's important, folks. I'm not saying it's not important to respond intelligently. But what you want to do is you want to really understand what they're saying. What's their problem? What's their pain point? You need to have that. Um, and look, all of most of you are doing this already in your in your day to day lives, in, in your jobs. Right. If you're working as a business analyst, if you're working as a project manager, as a software developer, even as a systems administrator, what are you doing first, guys? You're already doing this. Like, I'm not telling you anything magical or new. This is something you're already doing. These these are the very principles that make you successful and, and, and helped you make build a successful career already. What are you doing in your day to day jobs or if you're not employed when you were working before? You're first understanding the problem. That's what you're doing. And this is exactly what you need to be doing at your interviews. But a lot of you, you're getting anxious and nervous and excited and you're forgetting that. So, folks, that's the other thing. When you ask a question and you're getting a, re a response, listen to understand. First and foremost, listen to understand. Write this down, please. Write it down. Put it on a sticky note. Put it on your wall even if you have to. And remind yourself of that. You need to understand it. And, and if you don't show that you're looking to understand uh, you know, the interviewer's problem, the company's problem, the organization's problem, what they want to accomplish, what they, why they want to resolve this issue. You, you're, you're not really going to connect with them because look, folks, the best way to connect with someone, the best way to build rapport with someone is to show them how you can help them solve their problem. Frankly, I mean, and, and, and that's coming from, you know, myself working as a recruiter. You can talk about weather, you can talk about the sports, you can talk about COVID-19, you can talk about all that stuff going on. I mean, yeah, sure, you can definitely relate and connect with people on the, in that way. But, folks, in the context of a business conversation, okay, where an organization is looking to hire someone to so help solve a problem, the best way to connect with them, the best way to build rapport is to show, to first of all, understand what they're experiencing, what they're going through, what they're looking to, to resolve, and then showing how you can help speak to that problem, how you can resolve that problem. So that's the next tip, folks. Listen to understand. Don't just listen to respond. Listen to understand. And you might have to, you know, ask follow up, follow up questions after their response so you can better understand. And you need to show that genuine uh, enthusiasm for understanding what this problem, what this person, uh, person's problem is, what their business problem is, how it's affecting them and why they need someone to help them out with it and how you can potentially be the person to help them out with it. And, and by the way, asking these probing questions will help you better sell yourself as the ideal person for the role. I guarantee that. And uh, go, moving on to the next tip, and I kind of already touched on this. Do not wait until the very end, folks, to ask your questions. You need to be asking your question Again, it has to flow like a conversation. You need to be asking your questions throughout the conversation so that uh, by the time you reach the end, you just need to ask some maybe some minor follow-up questions and stuff. But throughout your conversation, you've been asking clarifying questions. And these clarifying questions have opened up further options and, and opportunities for you yourself to sell yourself on why you're the ideal person for the role, right? And 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 because it's gone back and forth like a conversation as well, it feels more natural. It doesn't feel like an interview. Uh, you've done your part. You 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 probed into what they're looking for. You've taken an investigative approach. You approach it like a doctor analyzing, you know, the patient. And 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 then by the time it gets to the end, you're able to prescribe a very accurate solution for how the company, how the organization, how the team, how the manager, how the hiring team can can solve or go about solving the problem that they're looking to solve. 
So those are the tips, folks. I hope that was helpful. I hope those of you taking notes were taking notes. But I'm just going to summarize it once more, and then we're going to uh, go into the Q&A. So tip number one was to think of the interview as a dis discovery session, right? Uh, for those of you who are, who are again, project managers, business analysts, maybe developers, maybe, uh, you know, whatever field you're in, right? Uh, there's always a phase whereby you first and foremost understand the customer's or the client's problem, right? Because if you if you don't understand the problem, you can't uh, provide a solution. So that's the that's uh, tip number one. Think of it as a dis think of the interview conversation. Think of it as a discovery session. Uh, tip number two is take an investigative approach. And the, and the metaphor or the example I used is think of yourself when you're going in for the interview as a job seeker. Think of yourself as the doctor, as a doctor visiting a patient. You're diagnosing the problem. You're diagnosing the illness. You, uh, because if you don't diagnose it, if you don't ask questions and understand what the illness is, how are you going to prescribe something? You can't prescribe anything. You, it, like it, it just, it, you, it's impossible because if you don't do that, you're just throwing prescriptions at people. Like you, uh, that, that could be some real, real issues, right? So think of it. Think of that metaphor. Always, always remember that metaphor. You are the doctor. You're going in to diagnose the patient. Think of that metaphor. Uh, the next tip was listen to understand. Do not listen just to respond. Listen to understand and, and ask follow-up questions to understand. And having that understanding will allow you to better, better show how you can solve the problem or how you are the ideal candidate for the role. And uh, finally, you know, the final tip was do not wait until the very end to ask your questions. You need to be asking your questions throughout the conversation, folks. And that's how you turn the interview into that natural back and forth flow of a conversation where ideas are being exchanged, suggestions are being exchanged, questions are being asked back and forth. Right. So uh, those are the four tips. And I hope that helps everyone. If you found those tips helpful, please let me know in the comments, folks. If you found it helpful, if you feel this will be useful to your network, make sure you hit like. Uh, by hitting like, that's how it makes it visible to your network. And I might be able to help, you know, people that, that I don't know who are in your network uh, with these weekly live streams and the job search tips I put out. So without further ado, uh, make sure you put your questions in the comments, folks. Um, and let me know your feedback. Was this helpful? Put it in the comments. Let me know if this was helpful. Say, yes, Dean, this was helpful. If it wasn't helpful, say, Dean, this was not helpful at all. Uh, I'm very transparent. I expect all of you to be transparent as well. And just let me know your feedback. And uh, I'm going to go through the questions right now. And uh, let's get this done. So again, folks, uh, let me know if you're uh, if you have any questions, uh, put in the comments. I'm going to get into this right now. Um, so let's hear. OK, so Miriam, I'm going to go to your question, Miriam. So Miriam. So firstly, thanks for tuning in, Miriam. And I appreciate your question. So Miriam says, how about job seekers who are changing their career and have not that much experience in that job? How can they stand up among others with more experience? Miriam, excellent questions, folks. So what Miriam is saying is, look. Dean, what if you're a job seeker? You're you're applying for a position that, that and maybe you're you're making a switch into IT or or whatever whatever job, right? You're you're making a switch. You don't have the specific experience uh, in that field, but you want to stand up, stand out uh, apart from all the other candidates who might potentially have been working in that field for a number of years. So uh, again, thanks for your question, Miriam. Great question. So, folks, what I want you to do in this scenario is, I guess, uh, definitely two things right off the top of my mind. So. <clears throat> Tip number one is you want to look for the transferable skill set. Like you need to see where your skill set intersects with the position you're applying for, right? I'm gonna draw I'll draw like a quick graph here, okay? So uh, so that you guys have a uh, a visual on this, uh, so that all of you understand, right? Because I'm I'm a visual person myself, so I love seeing when uh, when when things. Uh, 
when things are visually displayed to me. So look, I'm not a, I'm not Leonardo da Vinci. I'm not a good artist, but here's, hold on. This is too, yeah. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is your experience. This is your, this is all of your experience, right? All of that. Oh, I'm, I'm going the opposite. I don't know how the weather people do this, but I'm going to try this. So this is all your experience, right? All of this stuff. That's your previous experience. Okay. I gotta go. Yeah. Right. And this is the position you're applying for. Like this is the skill set required for the position. This shaded part, this is the, the transferable skill set. That's what you want to focus on. Uh, focus on Miriam, right? You want to focus on the transferable skill set because that's where that's where you're able to get in on the position and, and provide something, a transferable skill set from your previous position that you can bring in. So you want to highlight that aspect. You want to highlight this area, folks, the transferable skill set. So what that is for you, like only you know that. So I hope that visual was helpful. But uh, firstly, Miriam, that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on, okay, what, what do I have from my previous experience that I can bring into this job that is transferable? And you want to highlight that. You want to focus on that. And, and what you want to do next is in terms of separating yourself from, from other candidates, you want to show how, yeah, I have I do come from a different background, a different skill set. But that's exactly what makes me unique because I have this perspective and this skill set from all these other, you know, maybe non-related industries that allow me to bring in a perspective and a, a completely fresh new perspective to this role uh, that can be of value to you and your organization. Now, how you can do that, I'm not sure. Like, you got to look into Miriam, how you can really sell that to, to the organization, to the interviewer or to, to whoever you're meeting with. But that's what I would do. Number one, focus on the transferable skill set. Focus on that. Show how, how what you're bringing to the table, like that part of your skill set that is transferable and that will be an asset to the organization and, and number two is yeah despite the fact that you come from a completely different background why is that background an asset why does that make you unique and why does that allow you to bring a whole new perspective into this new role that you're looking to get into for the organization so i hope that helps miriam a uh, great question um so i'm gonna go through and i hope that answered your question miriam uh, let me know in the comments miriam if that answered your question but thanks so much uh, uh, just a comment. Uh, so Arjun says, absolutely. This sums up what we should be having a healthy discussion in the interview. Absolutely, Arjun. Thanks so much for your comment. Uh, Arjun also says, wow, a totally different perspective. Okay, I'm happy to hear that uh, your feedback, Arjun. Uh, definitely. So, folks, sometimes you know what? This simple. See, just like Arjun said, like it's a totally different perspective, right? This simple mindset shift of thinking of yourself as a doctor going in to diagnose a patient, like that. Just a simple mindset shift can entirely change the dynamics of the interview folks so so make sure you you keep this uh, keep this uh, analogy and metaphor in mind you're the doctor you're going in to diagnose the patient because if you don't diagnose the patient you can't prescribe the right prescription uh, so thanks for your comment uh, uh, arjun uh, so uh, so abhishek has a great uh, great uh, brings up a great point so abhishek says usually in interviews we don't get to ask questions midway they usually come up in the end how can we throw in our questions earlier? Any suggestions? So, uh, so what, folks, what Abhishek is, uh, well, I'll just leave that up for a bit more. So what Abhishek is saying, Abhishek's like, okay, Dean, fair enough. All right, you're, you're telling us to ask questions, but uh, usually we don't get an opportunity to ask the questions until right at the end. Like, so how do we throw in our questions earlier? So Abhishek, this is a great point. And, and a lot of people struggle with this when I, when I advise them on this. And look, the, the, the point is, folks, unless it's a highly... Uh, you know, unless it's something and, and, and you know, speaking as a recruiter, maybe, you know, some roles in the public sector in federal government, highly structured, highly structured interviews with a very clearly defined uh, agenda. Right. And, and but even for those interviews, like there is no issue if during the course of your conversation, you ask a follow up question. Maybe they ask you, uh, maybe someone asks you, uh, uh, OK, let's pretend I'm, I'm a software developer. Right. Let's say let's say I'm at an interview. Then the interviewer says, 
Hey, Dean, so can you speak to us about your experience working on banking applications? Now, let's say I'm a software developer. I have experience working on banking applications. And I say, yeah, sure, absolutely. And blah, 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 blah. I talk about my, my experience developing banking, various banking applications. Now, after that's done, that does not mean you shut up, folks. That does not mean you shut up and just wait for the next question. Not necessarily. Unless it's, uh, you know, there, there is no follow-up question at your end. You can counter that with another question of your own. You can say, after you say, okay, and, you know, and that's my banking experience, then I could say as a software developer, I could say, uh, you know, by the way, just as a quick question, uh, are you currently working on any banking applications? Like, why is the banking, um, uh, why is the banking experience uh, important to you? And uh, also, I know I, I mentioned I was working with technologies XYZ for the banking project. Is that what you're using on this project? Like, there's so many follow-up questions you can ask, folks. And this is how it, the interview goes back and forth. You do not have to wait for them to say, hey, do you have any questions? That's too late. If you're waiting to ask your questions for right at the end, folks, it's too late because you know what? When you're asking these these questions and, and it opens up so many other opportunities for you to highlight yourself and and, 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 and how you can help with this particular project. So so again, like I said, uh, so Abhishek, um, uh, what I'm saying is after you finish your asking, your uh, answering the question, you can always ask ask your own follow up follow up question right right after that in order to evaluate and and again um, um, diagnose what exactly the problem is that the company is experiencing. Maybe they ask you about uh, Abhishek. Can you tell us about uh, X Y Z? You tell them about X Y Z, and your follow up question could be, uh, Why is X Y Z important to you? Like, um, is that something you're using currently at your organization? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, Abhishek. Yeah, actually, yeah. So the reason why we were asking that is, yeah, we're currently working on blah 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 we we, we uh it, it it involves xyz and that's why we're looking for someone with experience with xyz and then they ask there and then they go on to the next question they ask you an interview question you respond you then ask your own um, um you know clarifying question you're probing folks you're probing you're investigating throughout the conversation you do not wait until the end to do this imagine imagine a doctor prescribing you something uh, but but they ask all their questions right at the end of the doctor's meeting. Like there's no there's no sense to it. There's no logic to it. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, this is the this is like the widely accepted uh, you know what is it uh, structure of interviews. People think they have to wait until the end to ask the questions. No, ask your questions throughout the conversation. So hope that helps, Abhishek, and hope that makes sense. Let me know in the comments, Abhishek, if that makes sense. Uh, what I'm saying, but. Basically, you do not have to wait until the end to ask the question, folks. Answer the question, then respond with your own question to clarify whatever topic you're speaking about. You don't want the questions to be too random and all over the place. You want to clarify whatever topic you're speaking about. If you're talking about programming languages, answer the question they asked about the programming languages. Follow up with your own question about that topic you're speaking on. This 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 bill helps build rapport. It also shows them that you're genuinely trying to understand uh, what their situation is and, and, and what's going on in the organization. So hope that helps, uh, Abhishek. Uh, uh, Priya says very helpful a reminder of sorts yeah thanks so much Priya I appreciate your feedback and I'm glad you got a lot of got, got out of it um, uh, Priya says also says great advice on the transferable skills the Venn diagram will stick on you thank you yeah no no worries uh, Miriam says yes it was very helpful okay awesome sounds good Miriam uh, I'm glad to hear that that was helpful uh, Rosaria says uh, hi Dean very helpful tips I want to know if I don't have language which is benefit to the position does it affect in getting the opportunity? So Rosaria, I'm uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm assuming. So in terms of language, I'm not sure what you're asking. Like I'm assuming, I would assume you're a, you're a software developer. So I don't. Sorry, excuse me. Okay, actually, no. You 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 followed up and you said uh, you have. Uh, so she followed up and she said she has. 
uh, French language. I have English language as communication. So Rosaria, this, uh, so this is a great question. So what she's asking folks is, look, what if the position requires French and English and I only have English, right? And, and they're looking for someone bilingual, French and English bilingual. Uh, would it affect in getting the opportunity? So, so now, Rosario, this is a great question. Now, here's the thing, folks. The French aspect, it might matter. It might not matter. If they, if, if they, if on the job description it says we need someone French English bilingual, and you are clearly uh, you only speak English, and yet they called you in for the interview, what does that tell you? It tells you that okay, even though they didn't see French mentioned anywhere in your resume, even though on that initial phone call where they wanted to schedule you for the interview, they didn't clarify whether you speak French. Uh, and then they called you in for the in-person interview. What does that tell you? That tells you that maybe French is not that important, right? Maybe that it's a bonus or an asset. So this is where you have to evaluate that, uh, uh, Rosaria. So, you know, if it's a position whereby, yeah, they need someone French-English bilingual, then if you don't know French, unfortunately, there's not much you can do about that, right? Uh, unless you clarify with them, hey, you know, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Hiring Manager, how important is it for you to have uh, someone who speaks French as well, because my English is really good. You know, obviously we're having a good conversation right now. I mean, how do you rate my English right now? Uh, but I unfortunately do not have the French aspect. How important is the French? Or are you okay with someone who's only able to speak English? Uh, can you let me know your thoughts about that? So, you know, at least have a conversation going, folks. Folks, these are conversations. Like there's there's no reason to feel bad about asking follow-up questions. Uh, you at your end need to clarify and, and find out more and, and dig into more about what, the converse, what, what their requirements are. So Rosario, I would advise you to just ask them, you know, uh, and, and be upfront with them. Hey, I have, I have, I have a good command of the English language. I do notice on your job description you have French as a requirement. I don't speak French, unfortunately. Is that a deal breaker for you? Like, how important is the French aspect? They might say, Rosario. They might say, Hey, well, you know what, Rosario? I mean, we we, we do prefer someone who has French, but. It's not a big deal because we do mostly have like we operate out of here in Toronto. We mostly have English speaking clients. The French is for our clients who are out in Montreal, but we already have a team that that's, um, you know, French, English, bilingual. Uh, so that might not be an issue. So you never know, folks. Like this is why you have to ask these clarifying questions. Don't assume and don't give up just because you don't have the, the exact skill set. So hope that helps uh, Rosaria. Uh, Abhishek says understood. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then. Uh, uh, let's see here. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm not seeing some of the the comments here, so I'm just switching over to my another screen. Uh, Tejas says this is good. Thanks. Uh, all right, sounds good. All right, so looks like that's all the questions, folks. I'm gonna quickly check if anyone has any uh, sent any questions to me in my private messaging because I know some of you don't want to publicly ask questions, so I don't see anything in my private messages. So if if no one has any other questions, folks, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Right. And, and I see Rosaria put a follow up. So uh, Rosaria says they didn't mention the French requirement, but their client is in France. Yes, Rosaria. So, I mean, we can only assume, right, whether whether or not French is a requirement. I mean, maybe it's a French, maybe it's a client in France, but they're they're like an English speaking company. Maybe they they're a multinational company. They primarily operate in English. So don't assume Rosaria. Still go for it. Still go for it. Have a have a conversation with them. Clarify that. Uh, and ask them, hey, look, I noticed that your clients in France. Like, uh, do you need someone who's French speaker, who's a French speaker? Because I only speak English. Just be transparent. Ask them about it. Be, 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 be upfront, folks. Be professional. Be polite. Be colored. Be courteous. But be upfront and be transparent in your communication. So, looks like that's it, folks. Uh, looks, I don't see any other questions. I hope that information was helpful. I wish all of you the best in your interviews and and all the best. And again, remember, 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 remember the doctor analogy. You are the doctor. You're going in to diagnose the patient. So be prepared to have to have a conversation. Again, it's a conversation. 
they might be asking questions, of course, but you want to be following up with your own questions to better understand the patient, what the illness is, what are the symptoms, so you can prescribe the right solution and show why you, why you, why you are the, the ideal person or the, uh, the, the, the right doctor to prescribe them the right prescription. So hope that helps everyone. Uh, look, if this was helpful, again, put in the comments, let me know and uh, make sure you hit like folks, uh, hitting likes. Uh, really means a lot to me because it makes me uh, it helps me understand that what I'm putting out there is is valuable to those of you watching and tuning in. And again, every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, I do these uh, weekly live streams. So make sure you mark your calendars. Again, LinkedIn does not always put the notifications, folks. So mark it in your calendars every uh, every uh, Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone, uh, which is the time zone here in Toronto, Canada. Uh, I go live 11, 11 a.m. Eastern time zone. And for those of you who want to tune in again, to another reminder tomorrow, uh, Thursday, June 4th, 2.30, uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time zone. I'm going live with Diana, uh, who came, uh, who, who was in the comments a bit earlier. We're going to be speaking about job search, tips, advice, and, and, and all that stuff. So make sure you tune in. I'd love to see all of you there. So again, thanks so much, folks. Hope everybody has a fantastic remainder of the day. And uh, look, don't just listen to this stuff. Put it into practice, folks. Put it into action. Put it into practice. Try it out and decide for yourself what makes sense for you and what doesn't make sense for you. Thanks so much, everyone. Everyone have a wonderful day and take care. And uh, uh, see you next week or, or see you tomorrow and see you next week. Take care. Bye.